What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Takeover. I am your host, Donovan White, here continuing the bowl season previews and predictions throughout the Big Ten. We've got uh, an interesting one, to say the least, in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, where, to my best knowledge, the head coach is doused in mayonnaise. Seeing as I hate mayonnaise, that is one of my worst nightmares. Uh, but we got Maryland versus NC State, two interesting teams that I think both did not live up to some of the hype coming into this year. They both made a bowl game. They both had successful seasons by that mark. Uh, but from the Big Ten side, Maryland, I had some pretty high predictions for them. NC State, I also thought they'd be pretty good. We'll get into all of that. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube. We've got you up to date for every bowl game out there, every conference out there, all NFL games, anything you think of. And of course, we are partnered with Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Make sure you use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They've got an easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play and entry made in 60 seconds or less. So, again, that's Price Picks, promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match. All right. So, when we look at this game, Maryland is a slight favorite, minus one. It's kind of bounced back from like Maryland minus one and a half to being even. Uh, and then the over-under set at 47 and a half. The game is Friday, uh, December 30th at noon Eastern. So if you're still working on that Friday, you get to watch, hopefully during work, sneak it in a little bit. If not, you get to sit back, watch, and relax before the New Year's Eve games and days and New Year's Day games hit as well, which is going to be great that we'll all talk about. But again, some key things for Maryland and State. I alluded to it at the beginning. Both teams in Maryland, I was really high on. I thought they had a potential to be a, a perennial top 15, maybe even top 12 team, top 10 team with all the weapons they had, with all the experience they had coming back, the excitement around their program. And NC State returning so many starters with a quarterback like Devin Larry, who I'm still very high on, even after he went into the transfer portal and is going to Kentucky. But now we're at where, now we're at where we are with these two teams. Uh, so some big questions, storylines even. Who starts a quarterback for NC State? Devin Leary was hurt midway through the season. In those games that he was hurt or didn't play or had to leave early, uh, MJ Morris was there. He, we don't know if he's healthy. He did not play the last uh, two games, game and a half. Um, and Ben Finley, uh, sensational quarterback play in his last game against UNC, was the, the scout team quarterback to start the year. So is MJ Morris healthy? If he is, does he start? If he's not, how does Ben Finley go into this game, and how does he perform? Can NC State on defense control Talia Tagovailoa, uh, a guy that I'm still high on. I think he's got all the talent in the world. He's been injured at times this year. We'll get into some of the stats as to why that is. Uh, but can they contain him? In the games, in the seven games that Maryland's won, Tagovailoa has averaged 263 yards passing every each game they've won and he has 10 touchdowns and two interceptions in the game they lost the five games they've lost he's averaged only 193 yards passing um to seven touchdowns and four interceptions so if you contain Tagovailoa he is their offense and really in this game he's going to be all of their offense as we'll talk about some of the the players that they're missing so those are the the big storylines in my opinion we'll get into some more uh with the offensive play calling and offense for for NC State but some of the key injuries opt outs Maryland, Maryland fans, I'm not going to put it, uh, I'm not going to tiptoe around it. It hurts some of the opt-outs and, and draft uh, early draft entries that you guys have. It's not going to be easier placing this talent on offense, not as much production numbers-wise as I thought, uh, but the talent is there. They lose 
three of arguably their best wide receivers, the three best wide receivers, Jacob Coplin, Dante Demas Jr., and Rakeem Jarrett, who I thought at the beginning of the season had the potential to be the best receiving core in the Big Ten. Yes, even against Ohio State and one of the best in the country. Uh, the offense, again, underperformed, I think, just to the standard that was kind of set coming in. But those three guys are out. That's going to be massive for Maryland's offense. Vertilia Tungvaluwa, cornerback uh, Deontay Banks going to the NFL as well. And then Ahmad McCullough uh, entered the transfer portal. So you lose a couple key starters on defense, but offense is what really takes it from Maryland. For NC State, their starting center, Grant Gibson, is out due to injury. They lose wide receiver Devin Carter, Devin Carter, excuse me, who's their second leading wide receiver. Not a whole lot of opt-outs or, or big transfers other than Devin Leary, of course, uh, that is that left the program, but he has not played as of recent. So, yeah, transferred, but not as big of a factor in this game because he wasn't going to play uh, anyway. The big thing for NC State is offense coordinator Tim Beck has left the team, left the program to take the head coaching job at Coastal Carolina. So what I'm very curious to see is, okay, you lose your second leading receiver, you lose your starting center. So you already lose the production from the receiver. I, I don't think people get when you lose an offensive lineman, it, it's big for the unit because you have to deal with the new communication, especially if it's a guy that didn't jump into the lineup and maybe rotate as a sixth or seventh man. Uh, then it's hard communication-wide, play style-wise. You have to learn each other's rhythm, learn each other's communication and play. But at center specifically, that's the brain trust of the offensive line. That's who oftentimes makes the calls on double teams, make the calls in the pass game, sometimes makes the call in the pass protection of which way is going to go, sometimes has the snap count for the offensive line, whatever it may be. So looking to see how that shifts with the offensive line play with NC State. Some stats, when Maryland has the ball, they are 51st in total offense. And that's why I think Maryland fans, you'd agree, it's been disappointing. They had so much firepower. They still have a lot of firepower on offense. And they were only able to be 51st total offense. They're 70 at the rushing offense, really led by running back Ronald Hemby. 924 yards, 10 touchdowns. One of the not talked about a lot in the Big Ten with running backs like Blake Corum or Mo Ibrahim, or Chase Brown, or Trayvon Henderson when he was healthy, or, or whoever it may be. Well, on Hemby, still one of the best running backs in the conference. It's just the conference itself has so many uh, running backs in, in, in the conference itself. So not talked about a lot on the national stage, but he should be. Uh, but still, 70th in rushing offense, even with the great back like him back there. 38th in passing offense. They'll lose 35% of both the receiving yard productions and the touchdown productions numbers from those three wide receivers and Copeland, Demas, and Jarrett all opting out for the uh, the draft. Again, not as big of a number as I thought, but talent-wise, it, it's 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 invaluable that they're not there. Um, so that's where Talia Tungvaluwa is going to have to step up a little bit. You, you are 38th in passing offense, but you lose three key playmakers. They are 115th in the nation in sacks allowed. There's a reason – Tagovailoa has been getting hurt and has been injured throughout his career, but this year, as of recent, because his offensive line has him get hit a lot. Now, does he hold the ball too long sometimes? I'm sure that's the case. Our receiver is not getting open sometimes. I'm sure that's the case. But you don't rank 115th in sacks allowed because your receivers don't get open and you hold the ball, ball too long. That's a factor that probably goes into it and maybe drags it down some notches. But if you have a good or even average offensive line and pass protection, you're not going to be ranked 115th, one of the worst in the country in terms of giving up sacks on the quarterback. When NC State goes against that offense, 
They're 20th in total defense. They're led by Drake Thomas, who has 90 tackles and six and a half sacks at linebacker. Uh, they're 11th in rushing defense, 65th in passing yards allowed, so about middle of the pack, but 77th in sacks. So interesting matchup there where NC State is really good at stopping the run, about average at stopping the pass. Maryland can't run. They're about average at rushing the ball. They can throw the ball well. They give up a ton of sacks, but NC State does not get a lot of sacks. They're about average. So kind of to see like, okay, which one's going to not break first, but the opposite, which one's going to succeed, uh, uh, a poor pass-blocking offensive line or a average to below average uh, pass rush for NC State's defense. For NC State, when they have the ball on offense, they're 104th in total offense. Again, a lot of this is due to a ton of injuries they've had this year specifically Devin Larry, who I still think was the should have been the most coveted uh, transfer portal prospect or recruit, however you want to label it, in the portal this year. Uh, but that being said, 104th in total offense, 106th in rushing offense. Uh, they have a running back by committee with Houston Allen and some others back there. Uh, 78th in passing offense. Again, you rotate through three different quarterbacks. It's going to be it's it's going to be tough. Four different quarterbacks. It's going to be tough. And then seventy second and sacks a lot. So offensive line also gives up some sacks. This is where you say, okay, they have a lot of guys on their returning starters. Still some injuries at some point, but this is where you go. Okay, you've played through four different quarterbacks. Maybe this is where uh, holding on to the ball too long or not, guys not getting open or waiting for the timing to kind of gel a little bit. Maybe that's where that comes into play for sacks a lot, but still seventy second sacks a lot on Maryland side for the defensive side. They're 52nd total defense, so a little bit above average. It's 50th in rushing defense and 60th in passing yards allowed. They're also 77th sack, so they're tied for 77th um, with NC State along with a few other teams up there. Tied for 77th sack. So Maryland defense has been, um, I think, better than what maybe people thought. Uh, they were terrible last year. Uh, not a lot of hope for it coming into this season defense. And, and yes, they weren't spectacular, but they weren't atrocious, right? They weren't the reason that they teams, they weren't the, the reason that they were losing games like they were last year in 2021. So neither team is where they wanted to be. Like we talked about Maryland had higher aspirations. NC state had very high aspirations. A lot of people had them going to the playoffs. I was one guy that uh, thought maybe, they can be the ACC champion and represent the ACC in the playoff because they had so much returning talent uh, on offense and defense, so many returning start starters, uh, a, a high-talented quarterback that injuries and different things derailed it. So uh, neither team achieved what they wanted to. Neither team is where they wanted to be. I do believe that Maryland faced a tougher schedule. I think the Big Ten is a better conference in the ACC. I think the teams in the Big Ten are, are, are better teams in the ACC. But both teams do have similar talent, and they also have similar similar injury problems. So it, it balances it out to some extent. Maryland's offense is is not injured, but they have a lot of uh, NFL draft entries. So three wide receivers gone, and then a couple guys on defense. NC State is not dealing with a whole lot of opt-outs, but they're dealing with some injuries at quarterback, at offensive line, and then uh, at receiver as well. Uh, I could see this being uh, Talia Tungavailoa's last game. Maryland, I know he has one more year of eligibility left, but I could see this being his last game. He's got all the talent in the world. I don't know how it translates to the NFL if he takes that shot uh, after this season or if he comes back for another year. I could see this being his last game, and if that's the case, I want to see how motivated he is. I want to see how inspired he is to play his last game for this program uh, at, at Maryland. So 
that is something to watch. I think Maryland could take advantage of some of the deficiencies that NC State has, specifically on offense. Uh, this is a, a game where Maryland's about average defense, and Maryland fans is no shot against you. It's just by the numbers and what I've watched and what I've seen against when they played against other teams. Maryland could take advantage of the deficiencies that NC State has on offense, the potential miscommunications or uh, uh, new play designs that are going to be in with uh, offensive coordinator Tim Beck out and new coordinator in. So I think Maryland take advantage of that, uh, make plays of Ronald Hemby on the ground. NC State, uh, as we talked about, is is uh, is 11th in rushing defense. But you, you kind of look, I think Maryland's running game is going to have to wear on them a little bit. Um, it's going to have to for Talia Tungvaluwa to open it up uh, and take some pressure off him physically and mentally. Um, and, I, and I think in the end, uh, Tungvaluwa shows off for the Terps and what I do believe is his last game. Again, I haven't seen anything that says he's not coming back or is coming back. If I missed it, Maryland fans, please comment in the chat. Let me know. I like Maryland minus one. You're basically a pick in this, uh, but under 47 and a half due to the opt-outs. Um, from Maryland or, or the, uh, the questions for NC State on offense. NC State's got a good defense, um, except for in the, the, the back end, the passing yards allowed. So that's where I think some of the points and some of the leads come up from Maryland and the jump aheads in terms of the, the final score. But I don't see this game being a high-scoring game. I think Maryland could win this 24-17, to 17, puts you right at about 41, uh, maybe 23-20 Maryland. So a close game. Uh, because, like I said, I think the talent level is a, is pretty comparable between these two teams, and so is the injury or opt-outs um, kind of deficiencies that they have. So I like Maryland to win, cover, to pick them, 23-20, 24-17, maybe 27-20, puts you right at the half-point hook'em with the over-147.5. And, um, and I think they, they do take advantage of this opportunity and finish season on a high note. Not where they wanted to be, not where NC State wanted to be, but they finish the season on a high note. And if that is correct, the Big Ten will be 3-0 and in bowl season. Uh, I'm rooting for it. Big Ten fan. I want the conference to succeed. I, I, I want Maryland to win. I hope they win. Um, and I do think they'll win. It's not all the bias the Big Ten and me that, that thinks they're going to win. So uh, should be a good game. Should be a, a good primer for the weekend uh, that will be college ball in the college ball playoff. I'm super excited. Very excited for bowl season. It is the best time of the year. And no, that's not just a Christmas kind of uh, not at all. It, in bowl season, in my opinion, is the best time of the year. You get the holidays, you get New Year's, you get the playoffs, you get all the bowls, you get the end of the NFL season involved in that. So you get a lot of great stuff. And this game will certainly add to that. Again, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel at Takeover Sports Network, follow us on Twitter uh, at DottieMac98 for me and at Big Ten Takeover for the show's Twitter. Uh, for the show, for the network, I am Donovan White, and I will see you all next time.